Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <clears throat> Wouldn't you know, it's just an attic fucking bedroom, but I have no idea what word that started on, but that's going to be, I'm not editing. This is what we're getting. What kind of sad seventh day in a hotel shit is behind me? Jesus, dude, I know. Well, this is, I'm actually kind of curious, like you're, so you're staying in the MGM, is that right? Casey, mm. MGM signature, okay? Ooh. The fucking... I didn't win this vacation in a fucking work raffle, okay? <laughs> I'm not at the MGM normal, whatever it's called. I'm in the signature. Is that – so this is my problem is uh, I don't know. I've only been to Vegas one time, and I stayed at like a really nice – the Venetian. I stayed at the Venetian. That's nice. Yeah, so I don't That's know nice. the hierarchy of Vegas hotels at all. So I'm under the understanding – it was a v- – but the, here's the problem. Let me. I'm going to downgrade it slightly. I stayed at the Venetian in a suite, but with two mm-hmm. other guys, one of whom I was friends with, and the other of whom is, uh, uh, I would say, I'm not and will not ever be friends with, never would have been friends with, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always nice to be uh, basically, uh, you know, in a relationship with a stranger for a night, yeah. you know? Um, so is the, when you say the MGM signature, is that like Kirkland signature or is that an upgrade? <laughs> signature is an upgrade. Oh, okay. There's like, uh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I think it's fairly nice. I think it's not, I think the bottom ones are like circus circus and gotcha. some old stuff, but I think MGM's fairly nice. I think Venetians, I don't know that much either. I only go where, uh. Uh, I don't have to pay. Or somebody so. else is paying. Yes, that's a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, is like... Because uh, you and I have done some gigs. We stayed in a... We shared a suite. We'll call it a suite at the... Uh, what was it? Like the yeah. Talent Inn in Talent, Oregon or something? Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the one where you're like, I can't believe this doesn't have bed bugs. This is insane. Oh, I know. I thought for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... I think... It probably did have bed bugs, but they were full already. <laughs> we caught them in between uh, meals. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing to, to me is like my standard. People are like, "Oh, the circus circus is trash," and I'm like, "Dude, I've stayed in some places where like there's oh, yeah. moths in the fucking ice machine. So like, what are you talking about? It's trash." I know, and when I when I'm paying for the hotel, like when I have to uh, pay for my own, when I'm traveling in between days, I have shows or whatever. I often will get Motel Six because I'm cheap, yeah. and also you're like, at least I know what it is. But some of them are like, I mean, there's hookers, fucking truckers in the parking lot. I mean, it's right. they're, they're so they're pretty nice. So it's is like, what you're oh, <laughs> yeah, those are the good ones. <laughs> Uh, so if it's like, oh, circus, circus, I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Really? It's okay. Yeah. I don't have like, I guess, I don't know. I think maybe it's comedy has made me a snob, but I've never been like, uh, I'm always like a value shopper, right? Like the, the idea of spending like 400 bucks a night on a hotel when every time I go on vacation, I'm going a place. If I'm going on vacation, I'm going a place that I want to like be in the city, not the fucking hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if someone else yeah, is paying for is, it and I'm working, I'm going to spend as much time in that fucking hotel as I can to be away from everybody else. So then make it nice, please. That's, uh, I remember Louis C.K., R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> he left us too soon, Casey. Yeah. He left us too soon. <laughs> I can't wait till he makes another comeback two years from now and they share the same article. Uh, but he, uh, he, he used to, this is like before his, he got as famous as he got, 
But he said he would go on the road and, like, pay a ridiculous amount of money for hotel just to be, like, and room service every meal. Just, like, fuck it. I'm away from my family. I'm going to, like, make a not even a smart economic decision. <laughs> and I'm, like, I admire that, but I'm also, like, oh, I could, I would never. I, yeah. <clears throat> I'm getting so cheap in my old age, man. I'm – like I'm, I have a view of uh, Top Golf, which is uh, what I requested when I checked in. Yeah, classic golf course view. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I want to do that. And then they were like, it's it's like fifty bucks an hour. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I just can't. <laughs> I will say, I just bought a golf club, so I'm a bad example of this. But I totally get what you're saying. If I was with someone who would go with me and it was a sure. social thing, fine. But me for an hour embarrassing myself around people on business trips, uh, you know, because I don't, you know, I'm just like, nah, I'm all right. All right. Yeah. That's what's fun about this Brad Garrett's week also is it's um, for a cheap person. Not only do I get this really nice hotel, uh, we get employee cafeteria food, mm-hmm. which is not amazing but it's like that saves hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the course of seven days yeah well that's a long Uh, stay too so we should mention that you're at brad garrett's comedy club in las vegas before we're going to talk about some shit one of one of which let's get this out at the beginning we have a show on fucking uh friday january 24th oh god please for the love of god (laughs) buy fucking tickets because i mean the you know the, by the way, eventually you're just going to stop allowing me to rope us into these fucking door deals. But for now, it's like, I mean, how many of these, how many stressful days do we have to have around this thing? It's, uh, we've had some inconclusive research. And also, we've never had a time where you can't say uh, COVID wasn't a factor. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's going to be around a little while longer, too. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's just the reality. But please. Uh, uh, January 21st, come out to North Bend. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. You could have your, probably, uh, your pick of a lot of different seats. So <laughs> there are VIP is seats that available. Telling? We do, we do have <laughs> VIP seats available. And I know that at least two of them are going to be people who have seen me perform several times. So that'll be nice to be like the people who paid the most and who are sitting the closest, uh, already know me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta we have to change the marketing to be like are you worried about social distancing well we have the comedy show for you <laughs> plenty plenty of space <laughs> do, you, do you want a, a safe to attend show but zoom doesn't work well on your computer please come to North <laughs> uh, six feet we're talking 12 feet in between people <laughs> also and i want to talk about this but before i want to say it before people turn this off because yeah. i bore them is you just released a special on youtube called uh jokes versus boise which is a very funny name for it's like and can i can i uh interpret the kind of like the idea behind jokes versus boys and you had a couple other working sure. titles but it's kind of an album that's a little bit like a skanks for the memories type of album where there was like this isn't like the dream comedy crowd it's a it's a rowdier show that you just happen to have a yeah. great video and great audio and the show went well but it wasn't like oh i said yeah. every part of the joke exactly like i wanted with no interruptions yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'll first, I should acknowledge, I got a lot of fucking balls calling it a special. I mean, it's it's uh, it's from uh, three years ago, the recording. It's one camera. I mean, it looks fine, but it's like, you know. Well, you're going to hurt my feelings uh, on what I have coming out soon then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I like about it is because there was no intent Actually, the reason I had that recording is I was working with Luke Severide, who has better camera and uh, soundboard equipment than me. Mm-hmm. But, and I was getting, I was trying to get a five minute set to show, I don't know, I think, who knows, someone who didn't watch it. <laughs> I was trying to get a five minute clean set. So that whole night, I actually, even for that time, that was not the normal order of my set because I kind of stuck this five minutes in the middle. Right. But there's no sense of, Oh, this is being recorded for uh, posterity, uh, and so I really liked that it was. Um, oh, this is an actual comedy show. Like this is what they're like. Right. Like yeah, I'm doing well, but I'm also people are interrupting me. I'm 
being funny when they do. I circle back to the joke. You know, it's like that's um, – I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I also um, – it's funny because it's not – it's from a couple years ago. You know, there's versions of – it's not the perfect version of all of those jokes. Right. But it's like I just don't give a shit because I'm done with them. Yeah. So you're like, no, this is good enough. Who cares? Like, you know, it's uh, yeah. So it's kind of a weird. It's like separate from the albums, but it's like uh, it's uh, I mean, no one listens to albums. Let's be honest. Right. Right. <laughs> it's nice to get the little bit of streaming. It's nice to document the material, but it's like um, you know, I had another. I have another 50-something-minute video special on my YouTube, and it's like to have two two of them is nice, and uh, I really do like, um, you know, it says a lot about my fame level, but I really do like putting stuff out when I'm done with it, like uh, as opposed to like mm-hmm. touring for two years, putting out the special, having to start over. Uh, it really is a lot of freedom and like, oh yeah, watch this 45 minutes I don't do any of anymore. Um, actually there's a couple things, but this is kind of my motivation to not do those things anymore. Uh, so that, that's, maybe that's a, maybe that's a cheating a little bit, but it's like, um, uh, I don't know. Jokes are never done, right? They're just abandoned. You just finally go. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're put up for. By the way, I'm having. There's like some uh, internet issues on your side, and I caught Ooh. like a chunk of it. I got we got like I lost a whole bunch, and then perfectly clear came through was uh, jokes are never done. They're just abandoned, which I feel like uh, whatever you were saying also got abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's in a very similar matter that. Uh, I yeah, think this service just... will take care of the like the the audience won't know, but when you watch me just like staring at the screen, going like, "What the fuck is going on?" If you see the video, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I mean, I think that's like I. The only reason, honestly, that I've, I mean, first off, I'd like we you and I have talked about my thing a bunch, which is I have like some jokes that I'm really tired of telling and that are like becoming less relevant in my life, right? Because they're about when my daughter yeah. was born. And, uh, and, uh, I'm like, so some of them are just old and boring now. And some of them are went for, like kind of irrelevant. And so I'm, I've wanted to record this thing. I don't want it to be a full album, but I don't want to just have these jokes never exist in like a form that someone can, can take in. So that's what I'm doing. And it's like the only reason even I still am thinking about telling them any longer is just because I have like 40 shirts or 50 shirts to sell, which is a really bad reason to keep telling these jokes. Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely, I feel like it's, it's uh, like I'm in Vegas this week. There's, I, there's some, I have, an, oh, let's say three or four minutes worth of jokes uh, about drinking. I believe I'm the first comedian to ever joke about alcohol. So that's kind of my thing, everyone watching. Mm-hmm. But uh, did I cut out again? <laughs> uh, so I haven't Hang been on, doing those a, lately. I'm having. Am I cutting out again? I'm having. Yeah, it's, something's going on. I'm trying to figure out actually if I can turn off your, like, turn off any attempt it's doing to put video up right now, and we could just do audio because be. I probably see. don't have the best internet here at the signature wow the the internet is uh at normal mgm uh quality this is this is employee cafeteria internet actually (laughs) yeah you're right um god damn what do we what do i do i'm in the new like this new uh situation here here's what i'm gonna do i want to just stop the fucking recording i don't know what do i do um Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just well yeah I'm just gonna stop. Should I turn my should I turn my camera off? I could. There we go. Camera. I think I think you're uh, you're sideways on mine. There we go. Does this work? Does this? Are you? uh... 
Gotta figure out. I wonder, no. <laughs> this, is just, this part's recording again of my favorite. This is my favorite part of it. Is like two fucking old guys uh, trying to figure out technology. Oh, shit. We're like, this is like as good as it was at the beginning. God damn. <laughs> we should have been doing this all along. Oh, um, fucking, what a disaster. What a disaster. Okay. So, uh, I think that now that I've derailed it on all the other stuff, you've been in Vegas for seven days, which is so the I've been in Vegas for two days of my entire life. And those two days felt like though I was, I will go back to Vegas at some point. I could have gone my whole life without ever going to Vegas again and been fine. Yeah. I actually don't love it as a vacation. It's a mm-hmm. very, it's a sloppy place. It's people are not at their best. They're, people are day drinking who don't normally do that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just, uh, it's like a whole town of the sound. Woo! You know what I mean? You know, it's just like, <laughs> oh. And it's, so it's, it's, yeah. uh, I, but I do like working here because it's, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's different, but even that, even seven days in you're like, you know, Brad Garrett's is super nice to us. Uh, Brad Garrett was actually there most of the week. He's super kind. He's like, you know, there's all this uh, whiskey and shit in the green room. And so like seven days in, I'm like, I guess I'm drinking all seven days. I guess, you know, that's uh it's one thing when you're gone three days and you're like, yeah, I had some drinks every night when I was working, but a fucking seven days, yeah. you're like, holy shit, I got to dry up when I get home. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that right now, to be honest with you. And I've been sitting at home for, uh, <laughs> I had last night, I was uh, texting with a mutual friend of ours about, um, they asked me, they're like, do you ever have a hangover? Uh, they described a hangover and I was like, I haven't had a hangover like that since I was like 19. And then, and then immediately I had like three cocktails. Uh, I had three like fancy cocktails and then I was like too buzzed to continue to make fancy cocktails as though I cared. So I just started making like whiskey and Cokes. And then I had two glasses of champagne with my wife, a hard seltzer, and then (laughs) This is like a thing I've been doing lately, which is not great. Is uh, I just close a night of hard drinking, like I mean, not, not super hard drinking, but that's like enough. That's yeah. eight drinks, right? I'm like, you know what, this night needs to close it out is just like a finger of whiskey, like just straight <laughs> fucking whiskey meat. That's what this night needs, you know. So I'm just like sitting on my porch watching my dog run around the yard at 11 p.m. with a fucking just with just a fucking glass of whiskey for no reason. I don't need it. I'm not, it's not like I was sobering up and I needed to chase the buzz. Well, that's the, uh, you start almost acting like a scientist when you're drunk, you have all these (laughs) theories and like, I mean, you know, like, well, doctors say you should close it out with a little sliver of whiskey. Like where to who said that? No one said that. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, you're you're like, you know, what really gives you the hangover is the sugar. So the whiskey isn't really doing anything. Yes. That's exactly right. It's I, my wife still gives me shit because I got I did New Year's Eve at Tacoma Comedy Club with Roy Wood Jr. Very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. y- years ago, I think I was at that. And show. I stayed in Tacoma at a hotel, and so I was. I usually don't get to drink at my, I guess my home club, you know, because I'm driving home afterwards. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I had many many whiskey gingers, and I the next day I was just uh, hurting. And uh, mm-hmm. I said to my wife, you know, what I think part of the problem is, is like, I don't have soda with sugar in it very often. I think that's a lot of the problem. It wasn't. It was the ginger part of the whiskey ginger that's got me really fucked up this morning. <laughs> it's not the it's not the 18 no, shots of whiskey. No, no, that no, actually no. that's. That's doctor recommended, but the uh, (laughs) diet whiskey ginger, I would have been fine. I would have been, I would have had a run in the morning. Uh, Yeah, of course. So I, I I have done the same thing. I have definitely done the same thing. Um, Well, that's, what's kind of funny about you too, by the way, is you, so this kind of got jumbled in the, in my side of the audio, but you were talking about how a little bit about how alcohol's like become kind of your identity on stage. I don't like it, but you're right. Yeah. Well, that's what you were saying, but I think what's funny about that is I actually don't think you're like in the top half 
of comedy drinkers that I know. Don't oh, get no. me wrong. You drink. Comedy, like, as a group, we drink more than the average, the average folk, you know? Like, we are... But you're like, I think you, uh, you what you're like a two whiskeys a night and go to sleep person, and probably maybe like every night you're on the road, you're a two at least a two whiskey a night person. Um, yes. Where yeah, like, go ahead. I'll be like a fourteen, you know, not a fourteen, but I'll I'll be like an eight drink on the, you know, my rule now. I've made this rule is I'll have like one or two on the nights if I want to, or if I don't, I don't have them. Um, but I always want to, but, uh, uh, the Friday I will like, I'll go a little wild. I'll act like a fucking dummy on Friday, you know? Well, it's interesting because I like comparing my drinking to comedians because yeah, it looks pretty good. (laughs) It's like functional. I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but functional alcoholism is like considered being professional. In, mm-hmm. in like our, in the comedy industry, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not that bad. Well, that's because bad is like, you know, so-and-so lost a liver, yeah you know, uh, but it is, you know, I'm 48, you look around and like, there's so many sober people because they had a problem with it in, in comedy and mm-hmm. life too. But uh, there's so many, I mean, I bet, I feel like 40% of headliners are sober because mm-hmm. They have to be now. And so there is that thing of like, uh, I don't want to be one of those people because I really like drinking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also feel like that's a slippery slope. It's sobriety, uh, then martial arts, then you get your real estate license. (laughs) And these are all worst case scenarios for my life. Uh, There's like a motivational speaking stuff. Yeah, Is that yeah. before or after yeah, real estate yeah, license? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laughter heals, Casey. I've always, I've always <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of like. Well, first off, I made the, and I've probably talked about it on here, and I know I've talked to you about it, but it's like I will now, on a rare occasion, I will break this, uh, but I won't drink until I'm done performing for the night. So like after, if there's two shows in a night or three shows in a night, um, after my last set, yeah, I will get, I'll go to the bar and order a drink. And if, you know, if and a lot of times the, the thing that that does, the kind of self governs my intake is I, no matter what, I'm not going to drive drunk. Absolutely. And so, yeah. so like the, um, the post show drink means that like, you know, in the next two hours, if I have three drinks, that's like a decent pace. And I'm not going to be like, if, if I have three drinks in two hours, I'm not drunk. And, uh, I'm also not going to just like leech off the the club or whatever, and just sit there and drink until closing time. Yeah. And so I think that's like, that's kind of my like self-governing thing is I will have three drinks. I'll usually have like, I have done this before, which might seem like more of a warning sign than I thought at the time now that I'm saying it out loud, but I will have a beer in the green room waiting for me when I get off stage. <laughs> See, this is the problem. This is the problem. Well, first of all, the problem is drinking is so fun. It's just so fucking fun, but it tastes good. It's feels the good. ritual more than even mm-hmm. like, I just love the ritual of like shows over time for a cocktail or even yeah. at my house. You know what I mean? Like kids are in bed. I'm going to have a whiskey and a diet ginger ale because I'm not a crazy person. Uh, yeah, so of course. You don't want a hangover. <laughs> no. That, you know, I have shit to do <laughs> in the morning. So it, it is uh, It is that I've come to accept that it is that ritual. But it, it's also like, you know, that's also what I like about alcohol is like I'm, you know, I haven't drank tonight, but I probably will a little bit, even mm-hmm. I fly home tomorrow and it's like, yeah, seven days in a row is a lot of drinking. So I won't drink for a while. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think drinking's good for you, but I like, I like a drug with consequences. Mm-hmm. I like a drug w- where you go like, I feel like shit. I have got to do something different and compare that to the, the slow burn of the wake and bake comedian who just every fucking day, mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, there's not, there's never the downside. There's never like, 
the, the visible downside. And there's some, there's right. tons of really productive potheads, but I have, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them that are just like, um, you know, everything's great. And you're like, because of the weed and alcohol's not an everything yeah. great drug. It is for a couple hours, but the next day you reflect instead of like, I just got to get more, you know? Yeah, I think there's a thing with weed because, uh, by the way, weed has weed and mushrooms. Just are gonna we're gonna constantly keep finding out that some asshole on the internet thinks they're the cure for everything. Yes. Uh, but so apparently, mm. weed has been the the fucking COVID prevention thing. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. That, like whatever. Uh, my thing with weed is I do think that what weed does to people. This is my opinion as a professional, medical professional, is uh, I think it like it's like a like almost like microdosing depression. So like almost every person I know that wake and bakes or that smokes weed every day, I think you could look at them objectively and go like this person is exhibiting all of the signs of a depressed person. But they've managed to like talk themselves into believing that this thing is medication yeah. for it. And not the cause of their and I so I think like that I think what you're saying about alcohol is true, which is like nobody you have a joke about it that's amazing. Is that what do you call you say uh I'm trying to get booze and snooze to catch on oh, and no yeah, yeah. like nobody's like, Oh, what's the treatment for this? Shots? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's not that's on your album, right? That's not I'm not No, no, and that's that's up. actually on the uh the uh jokes versus Boise thing too. That's actually I right. don't know how much of what we were talking about got is gonna go well the audience will hear it all i just it's a mystery to me to finish that thought i was specifically talking about some of those drinking jokes that are um that are uh i don't maybe that one's not on jokes versus boise but anyway there's i have three or four minutes of drinking jokes on there and like i haven't been doing them lately and this is my point about Mm -hmm. material is it's like i haven't been doing them lately uh and then i go to vegas and i'm like these jokes were made for fucking vegas like (laughs) <laughs> everyone's getting hammered. Everyone's drinking. So I don't, I'm not so married to my own artistic journey that I go like, no. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking do them this week. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. like, it's that you, when you are, when you are not the kind of comedian who has to put out a new special every year and abandon it, you can really make some easier choices with your material, you can go like, yeah, I'll bring this back. It matches this other joke I'm doing now or whatever. So it, it is like a, um, you know, I retire a lot of material, but it's like, there are times where, um, I can just, you know, Vegas is not a fucking place where you go. I'm going to work on my new five in the middle of this right. set. You know what I mean? So, it, well, it's also about like, not the kind of place if, I mean, if I understand it correctly, where it's like you're at risk of them having the same exact audience as the last time Gabriel Rutledge. Oh, no, there's none of that at all. In fact, I was talking to uh, people at the club here at at Brad Garrett's and like they have comedians all the time try to tell them they need more money because they're a draw. And Vegas is a much to be a draw in Vegas, like comedy wise, you're talking like, uh, I don't know, uh, Ray Romano, Joe Coy, right. uh, like Carrot Top, massive, massive names. Like, yeah. you know, if you're like, you can do pretty good at a comedy club in Columbus, Ohio or something that doesn't really translate to Las Vegas, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, you just have to be funny here. Uh, that's mm-hmm. really, you know, there's not, um, I, are you still there? I'm still here. Can you not see me? No, I can't see you, which is fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh, I can even see you. (laughs) See, now now I feel insane. I only see me. (laughs) Once again, I am talking to the void. I'm used to this feeling. Uh, uh, But yeah, it's... it's, uh, By the way, tickets for me, just me and the other comedians, no, no Brad Garrett are like $70 a piece, Whoa. which is way too much for a Gabriel Rutledge show. That's not bullshit. That's ridiculous. But it's like, it's vacation money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I think that's uh, that's kind of like liberating, right? It's like, uh, you know, I I kind of have to seek out those things that are uh, 
um, based on talent, not on like, yeah, I'm not famous. I'm not close to famous. I'm also like not sought after by anything that would make me famous. So like right now it's, I'm trying to get by on talent alone. And I think that's like the fact that those places even still exist is why Vegas is attractive. Yeah. Right? That, that is the appeal of Vegas is it's like, Oh, you just need funny people. Well, good news. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking 21 <laughs> years in. Let's go. Uh, yeah. And I also don't have a, um, there's no uh, agenda to my material. So it's like sort of made for everyone. And that's what Vegas is. It's like all these right. people coming together. So, uh, but yeah, there's less and less places you can kind of, um, and that's also what's frustrating about trying to work in Vegas is, look, if I try to work at the Columbus Funny Bone in uh, Ohio and they go like, well, you don't sell enough tickets, I have to go, yep, you're right. But in Vegas, you're like, no one's at this club is like selling tickets except Brad Garrett or, right. who, you know what I mean? It's just like a thing attached to the hotel and people go out. And so that, that right. makes it, uh, that makes it a little more frustrating to not make headway. Cause you're like, Oh, you're not even looking for famous people, but I still can't get in. Fuck. Right. You know, but that's just the nature of, uh, what we do. And I, I, but I kind of, I did this show. This is probably one of the only shows I've done with, three or four drinks in me. I did it this week. It's called the dirty at 1230. It starts at 1230 AM. Uh, it's at the South point casino. And, uh, probably the latest I've gone on, it was like one in the morning and I did a 15 minute set. Uh, and, uh, but so I kind of got to see some like the Vegas comedy scene. And, uh, it just seems insane to me to like, I mean, imagine, being a Tacoma, Washington comedian, but there's like eight Tacoma comedy clubs in Tacoma. And you're like, ah, oh, I yeah. just need to get into all the, plus a bunch of one-nighters and little things. It's just such a weird scene to be a part of, to like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's gotta be more frustrating in some ways. Like when you're driving to some shitty open mic, you pass eight giant comedy clubs. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I guess in that way, Vegas could be like, um, could become like a, like a New York or, well, New York really is where like the tourists, like the tourist driven comedy clubs yeah. are. Yeah. And I, I think so, but it's just not, um, you know, the, for the comedians, not like open mic level, but there are comedians like our friend Jay Hollingsworth moved down here and he's, you know, he's yeah. at Brad Garrett's, he's at, uh, uh, the, the, the comedy, comedy seller all the time and you know you can kind of there's a lot of work without leaving town which is uh, yeah. uh and i have that too it's just my work without leaving town is like you know you still drive 70 miles or something yeah, like that's that. true <laughs> like yeah leaving yeah. town is a relative term yeah, right it's not across town it's like i'm going to silverdale washington first you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's those. Uh, I've looked at some of those gigs, like because you hear about these like small rooms on the East Coast, right? And you're like, "Fuck, man!" Like I could theoretically do that, and they're getting, but they are getting these like great New York headliners, right? And you're like, "Oh, the reason is because it's like a yeah. 45 minute drive once you hit the outskirts of New York." It's like this is like what like I do that drive all the time. Of course, these guys. I'm doing it for way less money than I'm sure those guys are doing it. For. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I do. I don't think I want to live. I mean, I would live here in different circumstances, but more, more than that idea is just like, I want to, I want to come down here three, four times a year to different places. Right. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm making a little headway and Brad Garrett's is like really hard to get into. So I, I already right. got one of the hard ones, but it's just, um, uh, and, and by the way, he, he was here all week. I won't say any of the things he said because I, it's, that would be, uh, but he is so fucking, he, it's really hard to work with him. He hosts. So he mm -hmm. goes out and he does 30 minutes. Hard in like a, in like an, in like a complimentary way. Oh not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard, hard yeah. in a complimentary. He goes out, does this 30 minutes of like just killer crowd work, but it's also like, I mean, racial, dirty shit. I mean, I said, one of the managers at the club, who's his godson, I said, would you have to fire him if he didn't own the club? And he said, yes. 
<laughs> so he does that for 30 minutes. That's so funny. And then he's like, you guys ready for more comedy? He brings out the middle act. The whole room's like, what the fuck? We don't want it. We just saw the dude from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then, yeah. so, he, and he does like 10 minutes. Brad comes back out, does another 20 of crowd work. And then it's like, now for your headliner. And I go, I, I was doing like 15 as the headliner. God damn. Uh, so it is not easy. It is not yeah. an easy thing, but it's also like, it's so fun to watch someone do what you're not supposed to be able to do anymore. It's sort of like Rickles. It's yeah. sort of, uh, and to watch, uh, you know, you know, he'll pick on different races of people and himself too, obviously, but it's like, and sure. they, I'm sure occasionally there's trouble, but they fucking love it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it just made me think that people aren't really as different. People haven't changed as much as we pretend they have. Right. You know, that, that whole, the whole idea of, uh, um, uh, things you can't say anymore, um, which is like, yeah, that's just how time works. And especially comedy, you know, I have early albums with shit. I don't want people to hear for sure, but it's like, but it is like, well, at least if you're famous and like, it's no, no one cares. No one's like, he jokes about being canceled, but no one gives a shit. Everyone's having like the best night of their fucking life. You know, laughing at Mexicans and Filipinos and Jewish people (laughs) and like, and it's like, this is what yeah. we were told is not supposed to happen anymore. But it fucking is, you know? Well, I think that's the that's kind of the, like, dirty secret of comedy is audiences don't give a shit about most of that stuff. Like, most audiences don't care about most of that stuff. The places that you have to worry about are pretty clearly marked, right? It's yeah. like colleges. Uh, if you walk in... It's like colleges, coffee shops. If there's a, if there's like a vegan menu, you're probably in trouble, right? Like, there's a lot of fucking indicators yeah. that that there's like you're you're maybe stepping into a little bit of a buzzsaw. And you <laughs> if, know. if you're like, um, is this? Uh, I'm just trying to pick my set out. Do you guys have a gluten free menu? Yeah. Oh fuck! Okay, I gotta make some cuts. <laughs> yeah, it's like have you ever seen that Portlandia sketch where they like go and find the yeah, origin yeah, yeah, of the yeah, chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, could you tell me about the farm this chicken was raised on? Okay, I guess I'll drop that joke about my black friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I, I and again, I think the other thing is is like when you have your own fans, a lot of times those aren't like first off, they're not new comedy fans like the like the people who maybe are causing problems. I mean, I don't, I actually don't even, I still, I mean, this is like well-worn territory, but I don't understand why people who hate comedy, who hate stand-up comedy, they know they're going to a place that they're like, what they're going to get sucks to them. Right. And they choose to go anyway, because it's so, it's so gratifying to be angry. Yeah. I think he, yeah. Especially at, um, I, I, I think that about like the open mic level, like people who get offended at open mic comedy and look, Dude, I no. get offended at open mic comedy, probably for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cause they're doing a worse version of a joke you told on a past album or something. Sure. Like that. Or, or even like maybe try talking into the microphone. Maybe that will help your, just yeah. like, or, but I also hear things that are like offended. Isn't the right word, but like, well, that's just, that's a racist joke. You know, things like that. Yeah. Sure, I'll see that all the time. Uh, but it's like to to go out for a night of like advertise the not professional entertainment, watch 20 different mm-hmm. people go up and be like a couple of them really said some shit. They should not have. Yeah, that's the journey. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, there's sure. there's people. <laughs> there's people who zipped up their tent from the side of the road and came to. Came to that open mic <laughs> to yeah talk, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's true, and also it's like uh, it's you know I don't know what Van Gogh was doing. Maybe he was just like painting swastikas uh, in his early career, and then he threw all those away. But like you don't have to see the early journey of yeah. of uh, Van Gogh necessarily. And also, it's like uh, I don't know the other. We, we were talking about the alcohol thing. The the other thing about comedy is that it's just a you're just a 
drink salesman. Oh, sure. Anyway. Yeah. So, like, you, you, alcohol being your identity doesn't hurt you, right? Like, No, I <laughs> guess what – and I'm fine with those – well, if you, prob- if you see me do comedy in uh, North Bend, I probably won't have that many uh, jokes about alcohol. But right. it, it's – you know, I sell a shirt not in the Northwest that says Team Alcohol uh, that, you know, I keep trying to think of something else. But, fuck, it's so dumb. But it just – anyway, it sells. But – Dude, I, I mean, I'm about to sell a shirt that's got alcohol shit on it. It's, I don't, I do drink. I do think it's a worthy topic. But then sometimes you just talk to people who have had their lives ruined by alcohol. Sure. And you're like, well, man. Uh, and some of those people, some of those like rock bottom people are like, this guy's great when they watch me. <laughs> you know, I also can't pass the are you on alcoholic test. You know what I'm like? It's yeah. don't get me wrong. That's not why I stopped doing it. But sometimes you do have like, Hey, they're just jokes. Cause they are. But then sometimes you do have these feelings of like, ah, fuck, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, cause I've started to do this now where it's like, when you see someone make a joke anywhere where it's like, they make a joke on good morning America. And you're like, well, if I wanted to, could I like extrapolate this to a point where it's like, well, this is offensive to people who have this kind of kid or have had this experience right. in their life. And it's like, yeah, of course, like every joke, pretty much there's a victim mm-hmm. in the joke or there's an empathetic figure who maybe is you in the joke, but other people are experiencing that thing more acutely. Yeah. And it's like, I'm at a point where it's just like, man, I think you just... If you do it long enough, somebody's going to get mad at one of your jokes. Yes. And so, you know, maybe it's kind of like the, like, with Omicron, you're like, well, I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to get it eventually, right? Or I already had it and I didn't even know because it was all behind my back. I was an asymptomatic uh, joke viral spread. I mean, I'm living my life like I'm trying to do, like, an Omicron chicken pox party (laughs) I mean, I'm, I can't, I'm starting to think I must've had it. I mean, how the fuck? For sure. How the fuck? I mean, I'm just, I'm going out every fuck. People are projectile laughing in my face. I mean, all these. Well, stop fucking bragging. Well, you know, uh, (laughs) and some of them are projectile sighing in my face, (laughs) but I would say about, yeah, uh, TikTok has taught me that you can be offended by any joke. Because I, you know, I'm right. I, I don't sit down and think I'm going to write something non-offensive. I'm, but it's like my joke is so. I mean, my act is so middle of the road. It's so not controversial. And to like, right. like I, I put up a joke on TikTok that was like uh, about how my wife has an incredible memory and she remembers all this shit, uh, all these very particular details. Um, and there was, you know, people are leaving comments like. Uh, about uh internalized misogyny and uh emotional labor that i you yeah, know and, and yeah. i'm just like fuck so i i do i you, maybe a year ago it's like my tiktok year anniversary i think a year ago i would have been like oh man is that what people think about this joke and now i'm like fuck off like you know this is yeah. my experience you're not allowed mm-hmm. to tell me or people will leave comments like, well, my husband's the one who has the good memory. Well, good for fucking you. I'm not writing a joke about you. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple where, like, I have a joke about, uh, the one I can think of specifically is I have a joke about um, an Uber Eats delivery driver coming to my house. And he recognized me, and that's true. And the reason he was driving for Uber Eats is to, like, make extra money for his family. That's also true. And then I, there's like some embellishment and some sure. stuff to like, you know, make him maybe look even a little better in the joke than he did. Cause there was no like, ba- there's no true backstory to it, right? I don't really know this guy well. And, uh, I put that in there that he's trying to make ends meet for his family. And someone goes, yeah, maybe don't make fun of, uh, the wage crisis in this country and this man can't afford. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is like a real thing that happened. Like it wasn't, I didn't fucking make the wage crisis and then make fun of it. But also like, what the fuck do you think my comedy is going to do to end the wage crisis? Like you think I'm the guy, this is the guy you're fucking sending yeah, out yeah. to solve this problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. It's so hilarious. Like that's not, 
if that's the rules of stand-up comedy, because everyone got hung up on that don't punch down thing, I think. But it's just like, uh, you know, all those limitations of like, and that's never been a thing. Look at comedy forever. That it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Even cat skills, like take my wife, please. That's a, that's at least a sideways punch. Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing too, is like what the, the rules of like what down is are almost like inherently racist and sexist, right? It's like, yeah. I can't make fun of like a rich black dude because he's black, but he's like, his life is is significantly better than mine. Uh, what like, I mean, of course not. I love my family dearly and they make it perfect. You know, you know what I'm saying? Gabe? But the, uh, no, it's like the, like, I don't know. To me, the whole punching down thing falls apart when you're like, oh, I didn't realize we were like having a hierarchy of like, I didn't think that a racial hierarchy was a good thing in jokes. I thought that was bad. So I've been operating under this stupid idea that we're on the same level. But yeah, and this is, you know, that I do think that's the price of the price of being a comedian now is that and that price gets higher and higher the more successful you get. You know, Jim Gaffigan, I see people write fucking think piece comments on Jim Gaffigan, who doesn't even swear and writes jokes about food. Uh, And they're just like, oh, this typical blah, 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 blah. It's just like, okay, it's just noise then. Fuck it. It's just noise. Who cares? I saw a thing the other day that was like uh, about, or maybe I heard, I think I listened to it on the old uh, Blocked and Reported podcast with Katie Herzog. But, um... There's a like a genuine person, a serious person saying that NPR is white supremacist. And it's like, okay, if we have uh, made the meaning of that mean so little yeah. that under its umbrella can be this thing that like won't shut the fuck up about race, I'm done caring about like these kinds of articles. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah, I know. It used to be like white supremacy. You're like, oh, like a neo-Nazi, like KKK, like, uh, uh, right. or like won't rent your apartment to a black family. Like you, we had things, right. we knew what that was. And that is, yeah. now, like you said, if it's NPR, you're like, well, what does any of this mean? Wait, it, there's nothing between yeah. the guys with the torches and, Char- and uh, you know, Charlotte, wherever that was. Uh, Charlottesville. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it it is it is uh, and it is an interesting. And I actually, uh, I had a tweet. Do I tweeted in the middle of the night, <laughs> so I to hide my true opinions. Was this last night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I think I quote tweeted it. Gabe after dark. Uh, yes, it was Gabe after dark. But it, it got like um, it got like some uh, 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 retweets and stuff for me. I usually don't get much going on Twitter, but it was like. Uh, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote, quote it. But the idea was like, I wish George Carlin was still alive also, but like, uh, the right has to pretend like he would have been on their side and the left has to stop pretending like they wouldn't have tried to cancel him by now. And I, I, I do, right. I, it, it kind of ties into that thing where it's like, well, okay. George Carlin had so many jokes about language, right? He just loved language and it was all this wordplay. You're telling me he wouldn't have a real problematic 10 minute bit about pronouns. Come on. For sure. Come the fuck on. He, you know what I mean? Is and so it's like, uh, and again, again, George, there's no way you would watch George Carlin and be like, this is a conservative American. Of course not. Of course not. I'm sure he, you know, but it, 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 it's, it's to see, um, like the only the only way to not be a problem is to be dead. You know? It, yeah, and even that dude, even that, it's like you like I think you pointed out in that thing is like his bits are being taken out of context. Yeah. Uh by both sides. So it's like he's I mean and what's what's happening right now is he's viewed as like this universally beloved like sage of comedy, but what's eventually gonna happen I believe with George Carlin is they're going to go, it's going to be the opposite where they're like, probably the left is going to eventually cancel George Carlin. You know what I mean? Like, I think he said the N word on stage. If I oh, remember correctly, I think like he definitely did. And let's be honest, the, the seven words you can't say on television. Um, 
it's he missed a couple. <laughs> he yeah, he did. He missed a couple. But that idea of like that they're words you're not supposed to say, well, that's a liberal thought now. That's the left who says that's that. So now. strange. And so it's like, yeah, he took it to power and it but liberals never go, oh, he means us. You yeah. know, and then and on the other side, I've seen Ben Shapiro share George Carlin clips. You're like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, he know. hated you, I'm sure, if he knew who you were. You know, so yeah. It, it, it's yeah, you just kind of cherry pick. And also, I'm old enough to remember the end of George Carlin's career and no one gave a fuck. No, no one was like he was still putting out specials, but it wasn't there wasn't a lot of buzz. No one was like, wow, he's right. really doing it. You know, it was like. Honestly, it was kind of like, man, this old dude is cranky. You know, yeah. that was the general tone of his last few specials. You know, so it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's interesting to me uh, how people, same with Chappelle. Chappelle says stuff about trans people that people on the right, all of a sudden, Chappelle's like a free speech warrior. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you think Dave Chappelle was a Trump guy or, or, uh, you know, yeah. come on. Well, that's what, what I love about Dave Chappelle. So I just watched the, uh, the closer with my wife yesterday. She had still not seen it. I wouldn't let her because I'm a misogynist. Um, <laughs> you were trying no, to, but I, what her. I love about, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> what I love about Chappelle is that he will immediately abandon his own principles for the the laugh sure. to the point where it's like, you don't even know what side he's like actually. Cause I was watching it going like, I mean, I know he's not a conservative, but I do think you would only hear outside of, you would never hear like a public facing liberal, uh, say this. No, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? My my uh, computer battery's about to die, and I think that I've used up enough of your time. Really, a fucking just packed full of what a what a poetic way to end this thing, Gabe. Exactly <laughs> how I envisioned it. And, uh, and, <laughs> but I do want to say I want a uh, couple things. You have a book, a children's book called. Uh, there's no fucking way you're getting a pony. Yes, which is available. Uh, the the are you writing? Are you doing an audio book for that also? No, not for the kids book. Uh, I'm I'm gotcha. I'm doing audio for my other book, but it's going slow. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, happiness isn't funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that out eventually. Which, by the way, yeah. rereading that after uh, not reading it for many many years, I'm like, oh fuck, I said that. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop the recording on this. I think it might need a second to upload. So let's see what it does. Um, now you got to patch this shit together. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it's going to be easy. I've been looking at this.